Hi, this is Runa and you're listening to the Chainsmakers podcast where we share tips, insight, tools and stories from other Chainsmakers designed to motivate you to become the change you want to see in your world. Make sure you join our Chainsmakers community at runamagnus.com forward slash podcast. And now, this is your time to sit back, relax and enjoy. Great to introduce to you our guest today, Dr. David Paul. He is an executive advisor to C-level leaders in mindfulness, transformational change and leadership, and director of Advice in Australia. Advice stands for, and listen to this, Advisor to the Vines in Search of Excellence. Dr. David Paul is a member of our Global Advisory Board and is a huge part of the Normal Boxes movement. This conversation is deep, this conversation is different. Yeah, you're going to walk away with something totally new after listening to Dr. David Paul share his wisdom around leadership, what needs to be done, and what are the little things that we all can start to do to become the change that we want to see in our world. Oh, David, I am so glad that you decided to, that I basically get you to become a guest on the James Makers podcast. I'm just so glad, I'm just so honored, and I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. Your life's work has more or less been about leadership. And if this world does not need every single one of us to tap into our leadership, the leader within, then I don't know when. So welcome. Thank you, Daruda. Thank you very much. And it's a great honor to be here as well, because change makers to me is about making changes in places where there are challenges. But also change makers to me is all about changing people's mindset. And yeah. at the end of the day, that's where it all begins. It is, doesn't it? It really is. I was attending a conference the other day and the conversation was around gender stereotypes. And the participants were supposed to, they were in small groups and they were supposed to go into talking about what is the stereotype of a man? What is the stereotype of a woman? Very interesting. And this was an international group and for several times, I stopped the process and said, are we looking for the stereotype? Are you all into that? And the stereotype is something that is in you and you have created that stereotype. Or are we taking in something that might have been a stereotype way back when and we want to call that into existence? People did not understand me. <laughs> when I asked this question on many times. So it was really funny and it was really interesting because I just thought to myself, being working in this whole thing about stereotyping, I thought, okay, I'm gonna call into this instance the stereotype of a man that I see the man around me be. So I started to say, yeah, he's loving, he's caring, he's sexy, 
it cooks and cleans. And I could see the women around me going, men are not loving. Men are, and I could just see, feel that anger. And I thought, every single time we talk about these stereotypes, we are calling them into existence. What is your view on that? Because I know you are a genius in neuroscience and gender-based leadership and all that. What is your view on that? You asked a very difficult question. I know. <laughs> and no prepared. <laughs> Didn't even give you any chance to prepare. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> uh, but the question was daring because mm. you exposed people to really a duality mm. it's this or this it's right or wrong it's black or white and what you were asking though is a whole range of fluid kind of scale you know it's not a scale of one to ten it's one to ten in different dimensions yeah so and therefore you actually put everybody on the spot. The anger stems from that you're asking them to go beyond what they've been taught. So if I put them in the modern organization where they were under 35, which is one of the organizations that I deal with, and you talk about gender fluidity, one day, you know, a person comes in as Agnes, beautiful dress, clothing, the way they look, and a stranger coming into that place would meet Agnes. Mm -hmm. But the next day it's Andrew, yeah. the same person. And if you called Andrew Agnes, you'd be in big trouble because there is no way Andrew would look like Agnes. Yeah. So, who is who like is it male is it female is it but you know genderless if you like yeah. depending on which day it is so the question that you ask is about we need to help people make the bridge between where we are and where we need to be mm. not because of gender because we're human beings because we're so it's like I'm asking you to pick a coin and I'm saying you can only have one side of the coin. Well, you can't. If I'm asking you to drink a glass of water, but please don't consume the water. <laughs> what yeah. have you got? Yeah, that's a quick one. So it's, you know, it's like I love swimming, but I hate the water. Mm -hmm. I love painting, but I hate painting walls. Mm -hmm. So it's this idea of we need to be courageous enough to say the gender exists only for a biological reason, but not for all the other reasons that we need gender for, which is leadership, culture, mm -hmm. communication, connection, yeah. and and the word communication really means at the end of the day, if you look at the uh, crux of it, 
is to build a relationship. It doesn't matter with who, but it is a it's a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not about information. So I need you to complete me because I only think in one way. I need I think only in one dimension as a male. I need you to complete what I have in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, to make a whole, it it does take many parts, not just just one. But unfortunately, we, and and I'm going to say this on behalf of all men, I apologize, but we have egos. And as I always say, in a room full of egos, everybody goes out stupid. E-G-O-S. So, So we have to allow ourselves to sit with the fact that we live in a century to survive this this century we can't have gender wars gender issues to solve poverty climate change and many of the other things that we're facing today we have to work together yeah and i always jokingly say to to all the conferences that I address, the CEOs and executives that I address, I always say it'd be fun to have women in charge for 200 years, given that men have been around in charge for 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. What would happen? Will we spend that much in defence? Will we, would the US spend a trillion plus dollars in defence, for example? Would we turn a blind eye to the suffering of people so i like the idea of what you said let me describe a man that i know cleans the house cooks washes shows love compassion cares um yeah that to me is a is a is a wonderful human being whereas if we go back to the 1800s well yes that those are things that women were stereotypic in what they did but no longer I mean, it's almost like saying, well, you know, women shouldn't, can't drive because they weren't allowed to ride horses mm-hmm. back then. Yeah. So by, by not being aware of how we're calling things into existence and we're calling things into that might have been the, the, the fact in the 1800s, but we're calling it in without even thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and I just thought about so not only this I saw on a friend of ours from the network of transformational leaders Harriet she was to tag me on Twitter conversations around Primark the old corporation and their children's clothing from birth onwards and the messaging that if you're a girl being sweetie, being this, being that, and if you're a boy, you're a monster, you're, you know. And so you see, this is way before we are even born. And then I, I hear in this whole thing that, the whole thing about when we talk about the normal boxes movement, and which is, you know, you're one of our dear, dear, dearest advisors in, in that movement. I hear so often people say it, it's impossible to change this and the funny thing is every time i hear people say that it's impossible it actually makes me think you just haven't seen it yet and 
I also yeah. think of Audrey Hepburn, the, the movie star. Yes. Every time she said impossible, she says, I am possible. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's I was just going to say, it's only impossible because I have not <laughs> been challenged to think beyond the impossibility. Yeah. So think of impossibility as a ring around your brain. The moment I break that ring, you're free to think. It's like letting a bird out of a cage. It can only think about the impossibility of flying because it's in a cage. Mm -hmm. But imagine if somebody opened that door, showed that bird, that brain, another way to live. And then that impossibility suddenly becomes a possibility. And any caged bird has problems flying for the first few times it tries, but eventually it will get there. It will yeah. get there. Yeah. And I, I, that's why I think it's so critical for us to, to expose others to realise that we, we don't live in a dualistic world. In other words, that good and bad, right and wrong, is is not solving problems it doesn't solve problems mm. so we need to approach the world not approaching a t intersection but approach any problem with you know like eight possibilities mm -hmm. ten possibilities mm -hmm. you know kind of a, a ring um a ring road yeah that opens up all sorts of direction yeah exactly but remember the other side of the debate of that we're talking about is this, and that is for over probably 5,000 years, our brain has been conditioned to think only in dualistic terms. Mm -hmm. So we're sitting on the brink of something extraordinary. I mean, you as a leader of this whole space, you're sitting, you know, we're all looking at you and you are leading us to thinking beyond this very very dualistic way of thinking mm -hmm. and it's hard to leave the brain finds it hard to leave a dualistic world it always loves to, loves to say black and white but mm -hmm. you're exposing us to not just shades of gray but you're exposing us to a whole spectrum of colors between black and white so to me this is an exciting time to talk about these things not with fear but with boldness and courage so that fear disappears as soon as we shine the light yeah and that bird and that cage is really i i can see that metaphor for humankind when we realize that we actually can go out of that cave and that it is our mindset yeah wow wow and so i was being bold and courageous yeah we also need to challenge the male brain which has been again conditioned it it's been trained it's been yeah. taught it's been educated to love its ego, mm -hmm. to love control, and to exercise greed. So imagine if we gave up those three things. Mm. 
and what would happen then <laughs> yeah uh, yeah exactly what would happen then and here here's what is coming my way when you're saying this because you know it feels to me that i i know so many men today that i would not say i would actually say they're absolutely don't have a threat of that in their existence they have their container is male but there isn't this the the ego the greed the control just simply isn't there and then i know so many beautiful women who have all of that and some more <laughs> so beautiful and i'm coming to that conclusion that by using the these words that say something is feminine and something is masculine that it creates some division it's like you really have to be thinking about this and you really have been studying this to see that this is just different characteristics and this is just different um skills even if i will attributes that regardless of your gender you have and and some of them you can actually grow and you can change like i can see that when i'm doing with my coaching clients it increases their empathy it increases their emotional intelligence and they see they see and they face the ego and the ego isn't always bad the ego is there real i i have plenty of ego so i'm thinking will we do you think that we can change this conversation into a space where it doesn't it doesn't become anything about which gender it is it does come about what are the attributes what are the skills who are you to the core and we can judge then another person as a human being do you, do you think this will we get there david absolutely rena because if you think about it there are organizations that have women on boards and they work together to solve problems and we also know organizations that have mainly or they're all men all mm -hmm. all male and mm -hmm. they have major problems in their organizations yeah but the biggest challenge i think is helping people to realize that it's okay to embrace the one of our humaneness rather than yeah. the two of what makes us human yeah and i always kind of laugh to myself imagine if we have if we had another two genders on the planet besides male female yeah how how would we live mm -hmm. would we exactly. all four of us fight all the time mm -hmm. i mean or would we learn to cooperate yeah and we see people that don't want to even belong to either right yeah we, see yes. that, we see that today already when um and we see rise of people finding it very difficult of finding that they are either and so they go through surgery and they go through right right um, yeah. tremendous Excellent. amount yeah. of yeah and yeah. and even 
once they've been converted to the other gent that they say, hey, that wasn't the thing. Right. So there's a lot of woo in this in this in this space for sure. And look and look how we deal with them. Yeah. Look how we treat them. Look at our language around them. Look at the jokes around them. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. it, it is it is actually quite sad, but yeah, but at the end of the day, I think it is about challenging people's mindset to say, okay, and what if, and what about? And the more, more advanced question to ask is, and how about? Mm. Because we're trying to get people to realize that, you know, together we achieve more, as yeah. individuals we achieve far less. Yeah. And that is what is going to save our species. Because the more isolated we are, the more destructive we get. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. One of the questions that I hear so often when with uh, women empowerment groups is the question, how are we going to get our male colleagues to the conversations, into the conversation, to the, on the table of talking about the consequences and go into this field of hey how do we work better together as a human being not as a woman and man but as human being what are your thoughts on that in fact i think we should focus all our conversations on that yeah and the simple reason is that we need to get the brain away from coming back to those dualistic ways of thinking yeah, yeah. We, we need to actually say leave that aside for a moment how do we solve this problem together yeah how do we make this happen together mm -hmm. because every time we go back to opening that box again then we then get into this yeah but you're a woman and you're a man and you're emotional yeah. and you've, you've got no emotions and all that kind, yeah. of, kind of thinking that dualistic thinking but on the other hand my excitement is um rather than saying you know what can we do to make them see this mm -hmm. i think what we should say is how can we get them to help us solve this oh then How can we get, get them to help men us solve it? To help us solve it. Yeah. Oh, you, you, now you were, you were linking to <laughs> this is, I'm just absorbing my own observation here as that is, a, that's a very, very interesting way. And most likely from what you just said before about ego and greed and, and control, they might get their the attention for those men who are driven by ego control and <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and it will and be different wants... difficult for women who are driven for that to ask for that, that type of help right. i have to admit as well yeah yeah, yeah. Right. But, i mean yeah. but let's just say you know we want to build a house or we want to build a conference center yeah and you know we have a whole bunch of people and let's just assume we've got some control freaks men and women who are really mm -hmm. real control freaks 
I would say fantastic, you guys. You're control freaks. Yeah. I'd like you to use that control freakness because control means that you pay attention to detail. Freakness mm -hmm. means that you want to get something done. So the idea is bring those male and female control freaks together and say, you know what, build a conference center, build the house. But could you please make sure that you tick these things off my list as well while you're freaking out about it? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I think, yeah, they'll fight, they'll, they'll disagree, but they'll build that center and they'll be so proud of it that they did it together. And you and I will go, oh, as long as our list is done, well, you know, it's accomplished. But mm -hmm. they would have learned an important lesson. But I'm also very, very strong about this idea, and that is you can't convince every single person on the planet to accept this kind of conversation because they're not evolved enough. Mm -hmm. So to expect that would be, I think, would be have to live for another million years simply because we're all on a journey together. And some of us are more advanced on this journey than others. And, you know, you think of any global problem that we face today. 70% mm -hmm. or more of the population think that the problem is actually okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay that we have global warming. It's okay that we have yeah. refugee camps. It's okay that we have poverty. Yeah. So i can't convince them that it's not okay so i focus on the 30 percent who are able to go let's work together let's make this happen and eventually some of that 70 percent will come across yeah but i think the more we focus on what we were the more trouble we get into in the gender space in other words the more we focus on why why would you think that mm -hmm. as opposed to moving into the the current or the future state which is how can we do this mm -hmm. so you get around the brain's own mm -hmm. barriers that it has towards gender and i think that is the key to no more boxes is tricking the brain into accepting yes i'm in a box but how can i just for a moment, just with my moment with Runa, jump out of it. Mm -hmm. I see that it's, um, that the world isn't flat, it's actually round. That's what you see when you jump out of that box. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, yeah, you know, we've got lots of examples of, of, you know, people who are not ready to accept a whole lot of things out there. You know, I, I probably have those kinds of, filters and barriers myself but i hope that i'm amongst the percentage of people that says show me teach me help me mm -hmm. so that i embrace something that i don't know yeah. and you know as opposed to fearing what it is you're challenging me to to accept yeah so i think the whole notion of feminine leadership is great and probably is good for some percentage of the population mm -hmm. but my challenge to those who believe in feminine leadership is to say i hope you're bringing all those people along on the journey and doing it fast because we're running out of time 
to do things together. And I hope that I say to all the the men out there who do want more women on boards, who do want more women in leadership, that they also will go, it's not about women, but it's about us working together to accelerate the timeline because we really are running out of time to make the big changes that we need to make. So I like the fact that working together is better than working against each other and not addressing the issue just because I want to be right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. And there are people who are aligned with this and do want to do this. And my thought as I'm listening to you, David, I'm thinking to all of those people out there who who want to make a difference, who want to do this in a collaborative way and want to explore ways that we can make this world a better place, to step out and step up and, and raise their hand and say, hey, how can I join? Yeah. Give my resources, whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, and continue this conversation um, um, so that people can be free and liberate themselves from something that doesn't even exist. Yeah. And, and the other side of the coin is, you know, they say, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. That is such a very old metaphor because all our life we have been taught focus on people who make the biggest noise or make the big, mm-hmm. create the biggest problem. What about all those who are doing really well? Yeah. We don't focus <clears throat> on them because they're not giving us any problems. Yeah. So, for me it's about let's work with those who are able to learn who are ready to learn Mm -hmm. who are willing to be challenged and who are saying yeah i i see what you're saying runa i see where we need to go but i don't think we need to worry about those who are not ready yet because eventually they will get it. And you will know this with technology, for example. There are lots of people who don't embrace new technology, but eventually yeah. they will they will come on board because they have to. They're not they they can't um, they can't help it. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of all of this, to me, what's exciting is there are those who want to come on board, but they don't know where to start. Yeah. So I would say to them, let's start small let's Mm -hmm. let's get you to challenge somebody else about this you don't have to do 10 or 100 people just do one Mm -hmm. just challenge them get them to come and join us get them to jump out of their box of of um, male female feminism Mm -hmm. feminist um, Mm -hmm. thinking and Give them a task to do so that they actually go, yeah, it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. And to True. build on that, you know what I mean? The next next thing is, wow, you two now see what we see. Now you two go and tell two others each. Mm-hmm. 
so we now have got a, a different way forward as opposed to we're still thinking gosh we have to change the world it's one step at a time yeah yeah it's not about and being impossible it's about about being i am possible yeah and it starts with me it's it starts mm. with i and i am yeah mm. um one of the uh, interesting things about this whole topic for me is how the brain is so clever for both species male and female in getting us to kind of disagree with each other about gender yeah. and therefore prevents us from being progressive uh -huh. it keeps us stuck you know yeah. we don't solve anything but we had a good fight yeah and that's what the brain is about is not to allow you to solve anything but just have a really good fight and and in the end we'll just say let's agree to disagree we walk away yeah <laughs> no <laughs> then the beauty of, of humankind i could talk to you about this topic forever oh damn it um you can see our time is up one last question in your wildest dream david what would you like to see different in the world five years from now when everything is possible in terms of gender agenda uh, yeah yeah um if i live in, if i was living in that world and everything were possible yeah i would like men and women to use the unique perspectives i don't want to say different it's the unique perspectives yeah. to kind of bring them together so that we could address the challenges that we're facing at the organizational level then at the community level and at the country and global level so to give you an example of that if we both were competing against each other we would toss a coin you would call heads i would call tails and let's just say we've got an hour to solve a problem and only one of us can lead would you spend that and whoever gets the most number of heads or tails then becomes the leader Mm -hmm. would you so those are the parameters okay so you've got a coin whoever has the most number of heads or tails gets to lead to solve the problem and you've got an hour to solve this problem would you spend the hour tossing the coin or would you spend the hour going forget the coin let's go and spend it and find out how we can actually solve the problem mm -hmm. let's go and pay somebody to come and help us join us so in other words we have to think differently to solve our problems the second thing i would love is that in any situation the the male and the human brain experiences or feels differently so sometimes there is incredible compassion from one side and doesn't matter which side male or female 
And the other side, it's like we just say, well, that's life. Life sucks. Life's, you know, yeah. whatever. I would love to see us work together and say, you know what? Life has given us a sad situation. But let's work together to lift each other up or let's make this a better space for us to be in. So that's organizational culture. Yeah. How, how do we build a better culture? Um, mm. in our organization and i think the last thing i would say is how can we together build a space and not a box but build a space where the best of you and the best of me come together to play so we can laugh we can create we can innovate but how can we play in such a way that you get joy, I get joy, and we manifest or create or bring into being something amazing because we've come from the highest and the best of who we are. Yeah. And those are my three scenarios, if, if we could play in that space. That would be a magical space. I so agree with you. Thank you, David, so much for being our guest. This has been such a pleasure. And to our guest, you will see all every information about David on our show notes. And do hope that you have uh, gotten a new idea into how you can become the change that you want to see with your Was this podcast of value for you? I sure hope so. If so, feel free to share the love and give us your generous review on iTunes or Stitcher. And remember that you can always go to runamagnus.com to find out more about the changemakers and how we can help you drive the change you want to see in your world.